0: Chapter 11 of the Ancient Allen by H. Rider Haggard. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 11 The Holy Tanafir. We entered the city of graves that is called Sekara. In the center towered pyramids that hid the bones of ancient and forgotten kings, and everywhere around upon desert sands was street upon street of monuments but save for a priest or two hurrying to patter his paid office in the funeral chapels of the departed never a living man bez looked about him and sniffed with his wide nostrils is there not death enough in the world master he asked that the living should wish to proclaim it in this fashion rolling it on their tongues like a morsel they are loth to swallow because it tastes so good oh what a waste is here all these have had their day and yet they need houses and pyramids and painted chambers in which to sleep whereas if they believed the faith they practised they would have been content to give their bones to feed the earth they fed on and fill heaven with their souls to your people thus bez for the most part master our dead kings and great ones we enclose in pillars of crystal but we do this that they may serve a double purpose one is that the pillars may support the roof of their successors, and the other, that those who inherit their goods may please themselves by reflecting how much handsomer they are than those who went before them. For no mummy looks really nice, master, at least with its wrappings off, and our kings are put naked into the crystal. And what becomes of the rest, Pez? Their bodies go to the earth or the water, and the grasshopper carries off their souls to where master i do not know bez no master no one knows except the lady Amara and perhaps the holy Tanafere. here i think is the entrance to his hole and he pulled up his beast with a jerk at what looked like the doorway of a tomb apparently we were expected for a tall and proud-looking girl clad in white and with extraordinarily dark eyes appeared in the doorway and asked in a soft voice if we were the noble shabaka and bez his slave i am shabaka i answered and this is bez who is not my slave but a free citizen of egypt the girl contemplated the dwarf with her big eyes then said and other things i think what things inquired bez with interest as he stared at this beautiful lady a very brave and clever man, and one, perhaps, who is more than he seems to be. "'Who has been telling you about me?' exclaimed Bez anxiously. "'No one, Obez, at least not that I can remember.' "'Not that you can remember? "'Then who and what are you who learn things you know not how?' "'I am named Karima, and Desert Bread, and my office is that of Cup to the Holy Tanafier.' if hermits drink from such a cup i shall turn hermit said bez laughing but how can a woman be a man's cup and what kind of wine does he drink from her the wine of wisdom o bez she replied colouring a little for like many arabs of high blood she was very fair in hue wine of wisdom said bez from such cups most drink the wine of folly or sometimes of madness the holy Tanafir awaits you she interrupted and turning entered the doorway a little way down the passage was a niche in which stood three lamps ready lighted one of these she took and gave the others to us then we followed her down a steep incline of many steps till at length we found ourselves in a hot and enormous hall hewn from the living rock and filled with blackness what is this place said bez who looked frightened and although he spoke in a low whisper our guide overheard him and turning answered this is the burial-place of the apis bulls see here lies the last not yet closed in and holding up her lamp she revealed a mighty sarcophagus of black granite set in a niche of the mausoleum so they make mummies of bulls as well as of men groaned bez oh what a land but when I have seen the holy Tanefir, it was in a brick cell beneath the sky. Doubtless that was at night. O Bez, answered Karima, for in such a house he sleeps, spending his days in the Apis tomb because of all the evil that is worked beneath the sun. Humph," said Bez. I should have thought that more was worked beneath the moon, but doubtless the holy Tanefir knows better, or being asleep does not mind. Now, in front of each of the walled-up niches was a little chapel, and at the fourth of these, whence a light came, the maiden stopped saying, "Enter here dwells the holy Tanaffir. He tended this god during his life-days and his youth, and now that the god is dead, he prays above its bones. Praise to the bones of a dead bull in the dark. Well, give me a live grasshopper in the light. he is more cheerful." muttered Bez, o oh, dwarf." "'cried a deep and resounding voice from within the chapel. "'Talk no more of things you do not understand. "'I do not pray to the bones of a dead bull "'as you in your ignorance suppose. "'I pray to the spirit whereof the sacred beast "'was but one of the fleshly symbols, "'which in this haunted place you will do well not to offend.' "'Then for once I saw grow afraid.' "'for his great jaw dropped, and he trembled. "'Master,' he said to me, "'when next you visit tombs where maidens look into your heart "'and hermits hear your very thoughts, "'I pray you leave me behind. "'The holy Tanafir I love, if from afar, "'but I like not his house or his—' "'Here he looked at Karima, who was regarding him "'with a sweet smile over the lamp-flame, and added, "'There is something the matter with me, master.' I cannot even lie. Cease from talking follies, O Shabaka and Bez, and enter, said a tremendous voice from within. So he entered and saw a strange sight. Against the back wall of a chapel, which was lit with lamps, stood a life-size statue of Mott, goddess of law and truth, fashioned of alabaster. On her head was a tall feather, her hair was covered with a wig, on her neck lay a collar of blue stones on her arms and wrists were bracelets of gold a tight robe draped her body in her right hand that hung down by her side she held the looped cross of life and in her left which was advanced a long lotus headed scepter while her painted eyes stared fixedly at the darkness CROUCHED UPON THE GROUND AT THE FEET OF THE STATUE, SCRIBE FASHION, SAT MY GREAT UNCLE TANAPHERE, A VERY AGED MAN WITH SIGHTLESS EYES AND LONG HANDS SO THIN THAT ONE MIGHT SEE THROUGH THEM AGAINST THE LAMP-FLAME. HIS HEAD WAS SHAVEN, HIS BEARD WAS LONG AND WHITE, WHITE, TOO, WAS HIS ROBE, IN FRONT OF HIM WAS A LOW ALTAR, ON WHICH STOOD A SHALLOW SILVER VESSEL FILLED WITH PURE WATER, AND ON EITHER SIDE OF IT A BURNING LAMP. We knelt down before him, or rather I knelt, for Bez threw himself flat upon his face. "'Am I the king of kings whom you have so lately visited that you should prostrate yourselves before me?' said Tanaphir in his great voice, which, coming from so frail and aged a man, seemed almost unnatural. "'Or is it to the goddess of truth behind that you bow yourselves? "'If so, that is well.' "'since one, if not both of you, greatly needs her pardon and her help. "'Or is it to the sleeping god beyond who holds the whole world in his horns? "'Or is it to the darkness of this hallowed place "'which causes you to remember the nearness of the awaiting tomb?' "'Nay, my uncle,' I said, "'we would greet you, no more, who are so worthy of our veneration.' seeing we believe both of us that you saved us yonder in the east from that tomb of which you speak or rather from the jaws of lions or a cruel death by torments perchance i did i or the gods of which i am the instrument at least i remember that i sent you certain messages in answer to a prayer for help that reached me here in my darkness FOR KNOW THAT SINCE WE PARTED I HAVE GONE QUITE BLIND, SO THAT I MUST USE THIS MAIDEN'S EYES TO READ WHAT IS WRITTEN IN YONDER DIVINING CUP. WELL, IT MAKES THE DARKNESS OF THIS sepulchre EASIER TO BEAR, AND PREPARES ME FOR MY OWN. Tis a FULL HUNDRED AND TWENTY YEARS SINCE FIRST I LOOKED UPON THE LIGHT, AND NOW THE TIME OF SLEEP DRAWS NEAR. COME HITHER, MY NEPHEW, AND KISS ME ON THE BROW remembering in your strength that a day will dawn when as i am so you shall be if the gods spare you so long so i kissed him not without fear for the old man was unearthly then he sent karima from the place and bade me tell him my story which i did why he did this i cannot say since he seemed to know it already and once or twice corrected me in certain matters that i had forgotten for instance as the exact words that i had used to the great king in my rage and as to the fashion in which i was tied in the boat when i had done he said so you gave the name of amara to the great king did you well you could have done nothing else if you had wished to go on living and therefore cannot be blamed yet before all is finished i think it will bring you into trouble shabaka since among many gifts the gods did not give that of reason to women. If so, bear it, since it is better to have trouble and be alive than to have none and be dead, that is, for those whose work is still to do in the world. And you, or rather, Bez, stole the white signet of signets, of which, although it is so simple and ancient, there is not the like for power in the whole world that was well done since it will be useful for a while and now Paroa has determined to rebel against the king which also is well done oh trouble not to tell me of the business for i know all but what would you learn from me shibaka i am instructed to learn from you the end of these great matters my uncle are you mad Shabaka, that you should think me a god who can read the future not at all my uncle who know that you can if you will call the maiden he said so bez went out and brought her in be seated karima there in front of the altar and look into my eyes she obeyed and presently seemed to go to sleep for her head nodded then he said wake woman look into the water in the bowl upon the altar and tell me what you see she appeared to wake, though I perceived that this was not really so, for she seemed a different woman with a fixed face that frightened me, and wide and frozen eyes. She stared into the silver bowl, then spoke in a new voice, as though some spirit used her tongue. I see myself crowned a queen in a land I hate, she said coldly, a saying at which I gasped. I am seated on a throne beside yonder dwarf a saying at which bez gasped although so hideous this dwarf is a great man with a good heart a cunning mind and the courage of a lion also his blood is royal here bez rolled his eyes and smiled but tanifer did not seem in the least astonished and said much of this is known to me and the rest can be guessed pass on to what will happen in egypt before the spirit leaves you There will be war in Egypt, she answered. I see fightings. Shabaka and the others lead the Egyptians. The Easterns are driven away or slain. Peroa rules as Pharaoh. I see him on his throne. Shabaka is driven away in his turn. I see him traveling south with the dwarf and myself looking very sad. Time passes. I see the moons float by. I see messengers reach Shabaka, sent by Peroa, and you, O holy Tanaphir, they tell of trouble in Egypt. I see Shabaka and the dwarf coming north at the head of a great army of black men armed with bows. With them I come rejoicing, for my heart seems to shine. He reaches a temple on the Nile about which is camped another great army, a countless army of easterns under the command of the King of Kings shabaka and the dwarf give battle to that army and the fray is desperate they destroy it they drive it into the nile the nile runs red with blood the great king falls an arrow from the bow of shabaka is in his heart he enters the temple a conqueror and there lies peroa dying or dead a veiled priestess is there before an image I cannot see her face. Shabaka looks on her. She stretches out her arms to him. Her eyes burn with woman's love. Her breast heaves, and above the image frowns and threatens. All is done, for Tanaphir, master of spirits, you die, yonder in the temple on the Nile, and therefore I can see no more. The power that comes through you has left me. "'Then once more she became as a woman asleep. "'You have heard, Shabaka and Bez,' "'said Tanafir quietly and stroking his long white beard. "'And what that maiden seemed to read in the water "'you may believe or disbelieve as you will. "'What do you believe, O holy Tanafir? I asked. "'The only part of the story whereof I am sure,' "'he replied, evading a direct answer.' IS THAT WHICH SAID THAT I SHALL DIE, AND THAT WHEN I AM DEAD I SHALL NO LONGER BE ABLE TO CAUSE THE MAIDEN KARIMA TO SEE VISIONS. FOR THE REST I DO NOT KNOW. THESE THINGS MAY HAPPEN OR THEY MAY NOT, BUT, HE ADDED WITH A NOTE OF WARNING IN HIS VOICE, WHETHER THEY HAPPEN OR NOT, MY COUNSEL TO YOU BOTH IS THAT YOU SAY NOTHING OF THEM BEFOREHAND. What then shall we report to those who bid me seek the oracle of your wisdom, O Tanaphir? You can tell them that my wisdom declared that the omens were mixed with good and evil, but that time would show the truth. Hush now, the maiden is about to awake and must not be frightened. Also it is time for me to be led from this sepulchre to where I sleep, for I think that Ra has set and I am weary. O Shabaka! WHY DO YOU SEEK TO PEER INTO THE FUTURE, WHICH FROM DAY TO DAY WILL UNROLL ITSELF AS DOES A SCROLL? BE CONTENT WITH THE PRESENT, MAN, AND TAKE WHAT FATE GIVES YOU OF GOOD OR ILL, NOT SEEKING TO LEARN WHAT OFFERINGS HE HIDES BENEATH HIS ROBE IN THE DAYS AND THE YEARS AND THE CENTURIES TO COME. YET YOU HAVE SOUGHT TO LEARN THESE THINGS, O TANAPHER, AND NOT IN VAIN. AYE, AND WHAT HAVE THEY MADE OF ME? A blind old hermit weighed down with the weight of years and holding in my fingers but some few threads with that pain and grief I have plucked from the fringe of wisdom's robe. Be warned by me, nephew. While you are a man, live the life of a man, and when you become a spirit, live the life of a spirit. But do not seek to mix the two together like oil and wine, and thus spoil both. I am glad to learn Obez that you are going to make a king's or a slave's wife whichever it may be of this maiden seeing that I love her well and hold this trade unwholesome for her she will be better bearing babes than reading visions in a diviner's cup and i will pray the gods that they may not be dwarves as you are but take on the likeness of their mother who tells me that she is fair hush she stirs Karima, are you awake? Good. Then lead me from the sepulchre, that I may make my evening prayer beneath the stars. Go, Shabaka and Bez. You are brave men, both of you, and I am glad to have the one for nephew and the other for pupil. My greetings to your mother, to you. She is a good woman, and a true, one to whom you will do well to hearken. To the Lady Amada also, and bid her study her beauteous face in a mirror and not be wholly overmuch since too great holiness often thwarts itself and ends in trouble for the unholy flesh still she loves pearls like other women does she not and even the statue of isis likes to be adorned as for you bez though i think that is not your name Do not lie except when you are obliged, for jugglers who play with too many knives are apt to cut their fingers. Also give no more evil counsel to your master on matters that have to do with women. Now farewell. Let me hear how fortune favors you from time to time, Shabaka, for you take part in a great game such as I loved in my youth before I became a holy hermit. Oh, if they had listened to me, things would have been different in Egypt today. But it was written otherwise, and as ever, women were the scribes. Good night, good night, good night. I am glad that my thought reached you yonder in the east and taught you what to say and do. It is well to be wise sometimes for others' sake, but not for our own. Oh, not for our own, master said bez as we ambled homewards beneath the stars the holy Tanaffer is a man for thought to feed on since having climbed to the topmost peak of holiness he does not seem to like its cold air and warns off those who would follow in his footsteps and he might have spared himself the pains in your case bez or in my own for that matter since we shall never come so high no master i am glad to have his leave to stay lower down since that hot place of dead bulls is not one which i wish to inhabit in my age making use of a maiden to stare into a pot of water and there read marvels which i could invent better for myself after a jug or two of wine oh the holy tanifer is quite right if these things are going to happen let them happen for we cannot change them by knowing of them beforehand who wishes to know master if his throat will be cut or that he will be married i suggested just so master seeing that such prophecies end in becoming truths because we make them true feeling that we must thus now i must marry yonder karima if she will marry me for fear lest i should prove the holy tanaphir to be what he called me a liar i laughed and then asked bez if he had taken note of what the seeress said of our flight south and our return thence with a great army of black men armed with bows yes master he answered gravely and i think this army can be none other than the ethiopians of whom by right i am the king this very night i send messengers to tell those who rule in my place that i still live and am changing my mind on the matter of marriage also that if i do change it i may return to them the wisest man who ever wore the crown of ethiopia having journeyed all about the world and collected much knowledge perhaps bez those who rule in your place may not wish to give it up to you perhaps they will kill you have no fear master as i have told you the ethiopians are a faithful people moreover they know that such a deed would bring the curse of the grasshopper on them since then the locusts would appear and eat up all their land and when they were starving their enemies would attack them lastly they are a very tall folk and simple-minded and would not wish to miss the chance of being ruled by the wisest dwarf in all the world if only because it would be something new to them master again i laughed thinking that bez was jesting according to his fashion but when that night chancing to go round the corner of the house i came upon him with a circlet of feathers round his head and his big bow in his hand addressing three great black men who knelt before him as though he were a god i changed my mind as i withdrew he caught sight of me and said i pray you my lord shabaka stay one moment then he spoke to the three men in his own language translating sentence by sentence to me what he said to them briefly it was this say to the lords and counsellors of the ancient kingdom that i karun for such it seemed was his title have a friend named the lord shabaka he whom you see before you who again and again has saved my life nursing me in his arms as a mother nurses her babe and who is after me the bravest and the wisest man in all the world SAY TO THEM THAT IF NEEDED I DOUBLE MYSELF BY MARRIAGE AND RETURN HAVING FULFILLED THE LAW. I WILL BEG HIS MIGHTY PRINCE TO ACCOMPANY ME, AND THAT IF HE CONSENTS, THAT WILL BE THE MOST JOYFUL DAY WHICH THE ETHIOPIANS HAVE SEEN FOR A THOUSAND YEARS, SINCE HE WILL TEACH THEM WISDOM AND LEAD THEIR ARMIES IN GREAT AND GLORIOUS BATTLES. LET THE PRIESTS OF THE GRASSHOPPER PRAY THEREFORE THAT HE MAY CONSENT TO DO SO now salute the mighty lord shabaka who can send one arrow through all three of you and two more behind and depart tarrying not day or night till you reach the land of ethiopia then when you have delivered the message to karun to the captains and the councillors, return or let others return and seek me out wherever i may be bringing of the gold of ethiopia and other gifts together with their answer, seeing that I and the Lord Shabaka, who have the world beneath our feet, will not come to a land where we are not welcome. So these great men saluted me as though I were the king of kings himself, after which they rubbed their foreheads in the dust before Bez, said something which I did not understand, leapt to their feet, crying, Karoon, and sprang away into the night. It is good to have been a slave, master said bez when they had gone since it teaches one that it is even better to be a king at least sometimes here i may add that during the days which followed bez was often absent when i asked him where he had gone he would answer to drink in the wisdom of the holy Tanafir by help of a certain silver vessel that the maiden Karima held to his lips from all of which i gathered that he was wooing the lady who had called herself the cup of Tanafir. AND WONDERED HOW THE BUSINESS WENT, THOUGH AS HE SAID NO MORE I DID NOT ASK HIM. INDEED I HAD LITTLE TIME TO TALK WITH BEZ ABOUT SUCH MATTERS SINCE THINGS MOVED APACE IN MEMPHIS. WITHIN SIX DAYS ALL THE GREAT LORDS LEFT IN UPPER EGYPT WERE SWORN TO THE REVOLT UNDER THE LEADERSHIP OF PEROA, AND HOUR BY HOUR THEIR VASSALS OR HIRED MERCENARIES FLOWED INTO THE CITY. THESE IT WAS MY DUTY TO WELD INTO AN ARMY. AND AT THIS TASK I TOILED WITHOUT CEASE, SEPARATING THEM INTO REGIMENTS AND DRILLING THEM, ALSO ARRANGING FOR THE ARMING AND victualling OF THE BOATS OF WAR. THEN NEWS CAME THAT EIDERNESS WAS ADVANCING FROM Sais WITH A GREAT FORCE OF EASTERNS. ALL THE GARRISON OF LOWER EGYPT, INDEED, AS HIS MESSENGERS SAID, TO ANSWER THE SUMMONS CONVEYED TO HIM UNDER THE PRIVATE SEAL OF SEALS. OF AMADA DURING THIS TIME I SAW LITTLE, only meeting her now and again at the table of Peroa, or elsewhere in public. For the rest it pleased her to keep away from me. Once or twice I tried to find her alone, only to discover that she was engaged in the service of the goddess. Once, too, as she left Peroa's table I whispered into her ear that I wished to speak with her, but she shook her head, saying, "'After the new moon, Shabaka,' then you shall speak with me as much as you wish thus it came about that never could i find opportunity to tell her of that matter of what had happened at the court of the great king still every morning she sent me some token flowers or trifling gifts and once a ring that must have belonged to her forefathers since on its bezel was engraved the royal juras together with the signs of long life and health which ring i wore hung about my neck but not upon my finger fearing lest that emblem of royalty might offend Peroa or some of his house if they chanced to see it. So in answer I also sent her flowers and other gifts, and for the rest was content to wait. All of which things my mother noted with a smile, saying that the Lady Amata showed a wonderful discretion, such as any man would value in a wife of so much beauty, which also must be most pleasing to her mistress, the goddess Isis. TO THIS I ANSWERED THAT I VALUED IT LESS AS A LOVER THAN I MIGHT DO AS A HUSBAND. MY MOTHER SMILED AGAIN AND SPOKE OF SOMETHING ELSE. THUS THINGS WENT ON WHILE THE STORM-CLOUDS GATHERED OVER EGYPT. ONE NIGHT I COULD NOT SLEEP. IT WAS THAT OF THE NEW MOON, AND I KNEW THAT DURING THOSE HOURS OF DARKNESS, BEFORE THE SOLEMN CONCLAVE OF THE HIGH PRIESTS, WITH POMP AND CEREMONY IN THE SANCTUARY OF THE TEMPLE, Amada had undergone absolution of her vows to Isis and been given liberty to wed as other women do. Indeed, my mother, in virtue of her rank as a singer of Amen, had been present at the rite, and returning, told me all that happened. She described how Amada had appeared, clad as a priestess, how she had put up her prayer to the four high priests seated in state, demanding to be loosed from her vow for the sake of her heart and of Egypt then one of the high priests he of amen i think as the chief of them all had advanced to the statue of the goddess isis and whispered the prayer to it whereon after a pause the goddess nodded thrice in the sight of all present thereby signifying her assent this done the high priest returned and proclaimed the absolution in the ancient words for the sake of the suppliant's heart and of egypt and with it the blessing of the goddess on her union adding however the formula at thy prayer daughter and spouse i the goddess isis cut the rope that binds thee to me on earth yet if thou shouldst tie it again know that it may never more be severed for if thou strivest so to do it shall tangle thee in whatever shape thou livest in the earth throughout generations and with thee the man thou choosest and those who give thee to him thus saith isis the queen of heaven what does that mean i asked my mother it means my son that if having broken her vows to isis a woman should repeat them once more and enter the service of the goddess and then for the second time seek to break them she and the man for whom she did this thing would be like flies in a spider's web and that not only in this life, but in any other that may be given to them in the world. It seems that Isis has a long arm, I said. Without doubt a very long arm, my son, since Isis, by whatever name she is called, is a power that does not die or forget. Well, mother, in this case she can have no reason to remember, since never again will Amata be her priestess. I think not, Shabaka yet who can be sure of what a woman will or will not do now or hereafter for my part i am glad that i have served amen and not isis and that after i was wed chapter eleven